don't ever ever minimize another individual for how they are feeling because genuinely some people you don't know what they're going through welcome to speakbravely.com's podcast series where individuals courageously share their stories of hardship and suffering and the steps they've taken to climb out of some very dark places whether you're suffering from depression anxiety loss of a loved one financial hardship addiction loss of your home to fire, or any other adversity that has left you hopeless and lost, we hope you will find in this podcast companionship and hope. Grab a lifeline and join us as we help each other find our way back to stable ground. I'm your host, Shawnee McBride. Today's special guest is high school senior Ivy Bain. Ivy is the epitome of resilience. If you think it's impossible to rise from the ashes of a traumatic and very unstable childhood, Ivy will inspire you to think differently. At a young age, Ivy, through her own sheer will, is already developing life strategies for a positive future. I hope you gain as much from this interview as I did. Ivy, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Thank you so much. I myself am super excited to be here. And just letting you know, you were an amazing teacher. <laughs> oh, that is nice. Thank you. So um, I asked Ivy if she would do an interview with me um, because I'm actually um, really inspired by her. Like I said, I had her last year as a student and she had a rough year. She's been through a lot, but she has this resilience about her that is contagious. You know, even if her life's not going perfectly, she always like, comes back with a, a new smile on her face. So um, I'm just really glad to have you here today so you can talk to us a little bit about that. Thank you. So where do you think we should begin? I know last year was hard for you, but do you want to start before that? Do you want to talk about when you were younger? Um, I could give you a little introduction about my life. I was born in actually in Red Bluff and my mother was, she was unstable, honestly. Mm-hmm. She gave me to strangers when I was younger. And, you know, at the age, you wouldn't understand or notice. But as I got older, I would actually have other individuals that I would meet randomly. And they look at me, they're like, Ivy. And I'm like, who, 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 who are you? Mm-hmm. And they, like, started pulling up pictures, like, when I was young and tell me all these stories about how, like, my mom, one person, actually, they met my mom at a, what is it, like, when, T-ball. Oh, t-ball, t-ball games. Yeah. I played t-ball mm. and my mom wanted to leave and so she just asked this random person if they could watch me and they were like um sure I guess oh, wow and I guess she just kept bringing me in and then same with these other people that actually currently now took me in full-time so my mom moved me to different states different towns as well very unstable. I moved a lot of schools. This is actually my fourth high school right now. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So lots of instability, um, not a really like a central secure place that felt like home or that felt like you had parents that you could rely on. We were jumping around a lot Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand a lot of things. My mom was always getting with new different guys and other people too. And Mm -hmm. I didn't understand, you know, like I was just like, Mm -hmm. exactly. I was just like, oh, mom's gone. Actually, a lot of times I was wanting mom back and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was a very mama's girl. At least Mm -hmm. I was wanting to be. But as I was able to grow up, I was realizing that I have these other parents that actually stuck by my side. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if I moved across the state or anything. They tried their best to 
be there for me. Hmm. Wow. Well, we can publicly thank them right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And on top of it with my biological father, he left when I was born. The way I was born was very crazy. He not going to get into it too much, but he was not a genuinely a good person okay and so he was never in the picture so he's never been in your life no yeah okay I did try to meet him once and then he came for a split second and then disappeared okay and then and so you I know you have siblings um, I have nine siblings yeah wow um and they are are they from your mother's family are they from are they some of them step siblings or I have two step siblings and one biological sister from my biological father I have not met okay okay All right. So lots going on in your childhood. Do you feel like there's anything else that we should know in terms of hardship other than just your situation? Anything that happened to you? I know for a time you were homeless. Do you want to talk about that? So I lived with my brother when I was a sophomore Mm -hmm. and we ended up losing the house. Mm -hmm. While we lost the house, we were staying in the car and it wasn't like homeless like on the streets myself because okay. like I know other kids that actually are on the streets and stuff. Okay. okay. We were staying in campsites and all that stuff. And then my cousin on from his side, she said that I could stay there for a little bit. And so then they started staying there for a little bit. Then one day out of nowhere, I just got a call from my mom asking me where I was going to live at. And I was confused because... Even though we didn't genuinely had a place with my brother during that time, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm with my brother. And she's like, no, you're not. Mm, I'm confused now. Mom not keeping track, even really knowing where you were. So the reason why I moved from my mom's house was she was getting with drug addict and abusive uh, boyfriends. Okay. And they were also um, uh, sexually not okay. Like, abusive. It wasn't a safe place for you to be. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize at a young age that the places that we would go and that she would want me to go do for her was actually like substance wise. Mm. And it was kind of confusing until days that she would just leave us on the street and just be like, oh, I'll be back later. And me and my sister are looking at each other like, what the hell? Like, where's mom going? Okay. Well, I think you have definitely established how uh, challenging your childhood was. And, you know, you went through things that a lot of people by now would just be so dysfunctional that they couldn't sit here and speak with me or even be in school. I know a lot of uh, friends, actually, myself and other people I know in the past that have experienced some things as well. And they I just try to be there for them because that's what you could do with anyone that's going through something is just supporting them. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them what to do. You can't tell them how to feel. You just got to be there by their side. Let them express how they're feeling. Let them let them dwell on it. Let them if mm-hmm. they're having a hard time, if they want to scream and stuff. Genuinely, I know some individuals don't really like that. Mm-hmm. And so like exit yourself from that person if they are getting too much. But don't ever, ever minimize another individual for how they are feeling. Because genuinely, some people, you don't know what they're going through. Oh my goodness, there's so much truth. And I'm, I'm sure you learned those things because of oh, yeah. what you've been through personally. And that is some great advice. And so I, I do want to ask you now, so 
what is it that has gotten you through? Like, what are some of the things that you think are the reason that you're here today to talk with me and that you're actively in school and that you've have these insights because you really, I can tell you spent time reflecting on these things. A lot. Yeah. So why are you okay? And you know, okay. Doesn't mean any of us are ever perfect or don't have hard days or that life's going to be perfectly smooth from here on mm. out. But um, why do you, why, why are you able to function? Um, to be honest, I had a lot of people look down on me and tell me that I wasn't going to go back. I actually, I dropped out for six months my sophomore mm-hmm. year. During that time, I'm going to be 100% honest, and some people know this. I didn't pop a lot of pills, but I did start popping some. Mm-hmm. That's when my mom started being more heavy on selling them, mm-hmm. and so I just started taking them. Mm-hmm. And other people, like my counselors, even in, I'm not going to name the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another school I went to that was just telling me that I was going to end up on the streets and like my mom. Mm-hmm. And then one day I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, no. I'm like, I looked at me and I'm like, Ivy, what am I doing? Hmm. This is not who I am. Wow. And I, that day is when actually I called my brother and I moved five hours away. Wow. But then a lot of stuff happened down there and I met true individuals that inspired me. My friend, she's my best friend actually. And I know she would be okay with me saying her name, so I am gonna. Her name's Caitlin. And she was in and out of foster care system, our houses. She was actually been on the streets, like streetwise. It was mm-hmm. very scary. I didn't have the how uh, a house, and I'll sleep in the car. But I knew my cousin was at her place, so I just called my cousin. I asked her if she could stay there, and so she was able to. Eventually, Caitlin actually started living with us. Well, can't really say living because like we genuinely didn't have a place, but like me and her were together exactly you know like sisters yes we are sisters we are sisters me and her like (laughs) I have a lot of memories with that girl Mm -hmm. Uh, but one thing I got I can say is that we helped each other mentally wise there was a lot of late nights and you know regular teenage things Mm -hmm. but every teenager experienced that. So I think also though you were open to finding someone like, yes. And you recognized at that point, what kind of a person you were looking for and you knew a toxic person from a non-toxic person mm. or no, Am no, I wrong? <laughs> no, that is something, uh, that took me a long time actually to see. I'm myself currently in my life. I'm trying to learn that difference from a talk, toxic person individual and a not toxic individual there's been a lot of experiences in my life that people are very manipulative and mm, narcissistic yes so when you get along with a friendship wise sometimes they have a mask on yeah and they act like your friend and everything you sit there you talk you go do some crazy stuff and then next minute boom they switch on you and you're like whoa what's going on like this was not the person who i thought you were I love your honesty. I love you just saying like, well, no, it's not actually that easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that that's the truth. I, yes, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it's just being able to myself to sit down and write, mm. being able to reflect on when I'm with someone, how I feel, what we do together, how they talk towards me, because that's the biggest thing about when you are friends with someone how you communicate to each other, yeah. what you guys do together. Because for a minute, I was really heavy on smoking weed mm-hmm. and drinking. Mm-hmm. And all my friends during that 
this one in particular moment, that's all we were wanting to do together. Right. And sometimes I'd be like, hey, let's go to this. They're like, no, like, I just want to sit here. And I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so we would get wasted together. Mm-hmm. And then once I was able to actually sit down with myself and be like, do I really like this? And mm-hmm. another thing that made me be able to realize that is a counselor down when I was going to McKinleyville High. Uh. I was actually, I was wearing wigs during that moment. <sighs> I had a really heavy makeup on. Yeah. I was, he he made me mad because mm-hmm. he told me that I was wearing a costume and that I was just trying to hide who I truly was. And I was just like, no, I'm not. Like, this is me. <laughs> I don't care what you think. You know, because that's, that's, that's the type of mindset I was at. Mm-hmm. I was very in, not an um, environmental wise that was able to express who I truly am to be okay with it. Yeah. Because I was getting shamed a lot and a whole bunch of other things that I expressed to myself in a very different way. So he kind of opened your eyes, even though at the time you didn't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. now I look back and I'm like, oh, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> so you're saying like there were some individuals. There's your yes. friend Caitlin. There's the counselor that kind of opened your eyes. And you talked about writing. And that writing yes. really helps you get clarity journaling, and, yes. and um, journaling and getting clear and helps you. Meditation is another really big one for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met a lot of other individuals that r- have really hard time with meditating. Mm-hmm. Myself in the beginning, it was really hard too. You know, your mind is scrambled. You're not sure what to start with. And that's okay is yeah. what I realized. And meditating, it doesn't always have to be just sitting there and one with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're able to get to that point, that's amazing. Sometimes it's just a nice song and being able to to stop all the other noise yeah, and just absolutely. be with yourself. Yes. And learn. No, not even learn to understand what you love about yourself. <sighs> like me, I love flow dancing. Like mm. I love spinning. I love drawing. I love coloring and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's something I found. Yes even through meditation. So it's like time to listen to your inner voice and to yourself and exactly. to like, what do I really love um, without all of the also other some reading and some reading myself. I'm not really a big reader. Never have been. Didn't really like books. I've always tried, but being able to maintain reading, like I would distraction mm. was my biggest thing. I would get so distracted. Now, what I'm starting to do now is just read a little, like a little paragraph, a little phrase. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a whole page. Mm -hmm. Don't beat yourself up for not being able to read a whole page or be able to watch a movie for not even 10 minutes of it. That's okay. Just little clips and you can kind of reflect on those and kind of take them in a little bit at a time. Exactly. And so that's why this... Every morning right now, I'm starting to do a routine for mm-hmm. myself. And when I wake up, instead of looking on my phone, is to open up my book and just do a few little paragraphs. And because that's, I know myself, I only mm-hmm. can like do at least two paragraphs and then my concentration will be like, boop. So you've integrated, to summarize, right, these some practices. Um, learn, you, yeah. learn what myself needs. And now, as many of our viewers know, Um, I always end my podcasts by asking my guests to share something that represents um, a part of their journey or something inspirational or something creative. 
Ivy has chosen today to share some quotes that you have written, right? That yeah. she's writing actually for the student body um, at our school. I'm going to try at least. Yeah. To, to see try, if they accept it. To see if they accept it. Um, I love that. Um, inspirational quotes to go in our, our daily bulletin. So what a great idea. Would you want to read um, one or two of them? Yeah. So I'm going to read some of the quotes. And then I also want to read something I wrote kind of more differently one of them is trust the dance of creation be open trust the time embrace who you are be aware of the faith in your life and love the obstacles that will create you to whom you know you will be another one is to be successful you have to desire it you have to work hard to get to your goal it comes with effort it's never just handed to you Another thing that I wrote that I have had a lot of self-work on was explore every side of yourself. Learn that you are worthy for your dreams. The dark side leads to your bright side. Express your thoughts. Let your voice be heard. Take a breath. Admit your mistakes and embrace your accomplishments to yourself. You will make it. Take it easy and don't bury yourself or belittle yourself. You need to honor yourself. This is your life, not anyone else's. If they don't respect who you are currently, then they are not worthy of your success in the future. Ah, that is my favorite part of our interview. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much, Ivy, uh, for for sharing that and for being with us today. Thank you. I really like this. And this is just a little start and step stone of my success that's in the future. I'm going to have more interviews. I would love to have you back. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you.